1: Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti. Hope you all are doing well. I am choosing to be calm right now, okay? I'm choosing to be peaceful amidst the chaos. It's actually a really bold declaration, a very bold thing to do, to think of like all the things you could be doing, all the places you could be, all of the responsibilities that you have, all the things that people are expecting from you, and just kind of freeze time for a second and decide that for like 30 minutes, you're not going to think about it. <laughs> it's Honestly, it, it's really good, honestly. That is something we should do more often. And though podcasting technically is work for me, I have decided that for the next half an hour or however long I decide to talk, this is time for me to not think about the chaos and remind myself that it will all be okay because I have been going through quite a lot of stress recently, a lot of internal crisis deciding what it is I actually want to do with my life because – You'd think after, I don't know, 26 years of life and quite a few career pivots and books read and people followed on social media, I would be able to figure it out by now. But I truly had this moment yesterday where I realized I'm like, what is actually satisfying to me? And it's just it's a very small but mighty question. What makes me feel satisfied? What makes me feel happy in terms of work? Because I know that ice cream makes me happy and laughing with my friends makes me happy and a bunch of things like that. But those things don't make me money and those things, yeah, those things don't keep the lights on. So (laughs) I'm trying to figure out amidst, I mean, there are many things that bring me joy but I've had an issue with turning those things into a career. And once I do that, they bring me significantly less joy. I love graphic design. I love calligraphy. I love messing around in so many different mediums. And it's really fun. And that's just how my brain works. But when I start doing it for other people, even for myself and making it a job, something I have to do. It just makes it significantly less enjoyable. I actually start to hate it. So I'm trying to figure out how to do the things I love for work and not hate doing it. And I think for for me, at least, I think the answer is boundaries. I do too much of it. I do too much of this stuff that I love for work and not enough for fun. So that's the first, I mean, I think it's all about just recognizing where you're going wrong. And I actually had, I don't know if you guys experience this, I'm sure you do, but as you're drifting off to sleep at night, sometimes I'm visited by, sorry, this is like, I just like jumped in. This is just me. (laughs) This is what's on my mind right now. I have a mug of tea right now and we are just going to sip our tea and listen to whatever the heck comes out of my mouth. I have no plan for this episode. Just what I've been reading, what I've been thinking, and what I've been doing. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So anyway, back to what I was saying. So as I drift off to sleep at night, sometimes I'm visited almost by – it's almost like a memory is dropped into my brain on purpose. Like some entity, God, someone knows that I need to be reminded of something that happened to me that – I would have maybe otherwise never remembered ever again. I mean, it's wild how many things that we've done and said and heard in our lives that is that have significantly impacted how we are today, but we don't remember them. Like we know – some this thing has changed how we are and impacted how we are, but we can't remember th- that thing, if that makes sense. So this is one of those things, this memory that was dropped into my head last night before I went to bed or as I was drifting off. I remembered the first time in my memory that I ever won something, okay? That I ever won something purely because I was good at it and not because it was just dumb luck. <laughs> this was the first time I ever won something and I actually meant to call my mom today and ask her for specifics on this and I totally regret not asking her because I'm sure she remembers every single detail my mom remembers like everything, but This had to have been 7th or 8th grade So it was like Or 6th, 7th or 8th One of the middle school years In America Is 6th, 7th, 8th I think it was middle school It might have been younger It definitely wasn't high school It was definitely middle school and it was one of those contests – I feel like there were so many contests in middle school. They were just trying to hype us up and get us to be all competitive and hate each other. Like I don't know. I guess that like just fuels our business drive and it's all planned to get us ready for the real world. <laughs> but it was this contest where every single person in the school – I went to a public school, so it was a lot of people. Every single person got this sheet of paper and there was a square on the sheet of paper and you got to draw whatever you want in the square, but – If you wanted to win, it would have to be something school appropriate and that would represent the entire school because the winning design was to be put on a t shirt that every single person would get. So I'm actually remembering now that I'm like saying this out loud, this might have been elementary school. I don't really, it doesn't matter, okay? This is just like me remembering the first time. I guess I already spoiled it because I ended up winning this contest. So I honestly, could not even tell you what I drew in the square and I definitely do not have this t-shirt anymore. But I remember really playing by the rules, really getting in the heads of those who are judging this contest, aka people that want it to be school appropriate, like people that want parents to be like, wow, what a lovely shirt. Let me send every single child I ever have to this school and fund this school and be on the PTA of this school. So I really – Even at a young age, I definitely got in the heads of those people that would be judging and figured out how to win based on that. And I had, obviously, a little bit of artistic skills. I've always been artistic, so I don't even know what I did. But I did it, and I was chosen. And that was the first time I ever won a contest that I remember, and that meant something because there was a significant prize involved. The prize, I still recall... To this day, was I believe it was either fifty or hundred dollars. Hundred. I let's just go with hundred dollars to make it even more exciting. I believe it was probably a hundred, but who the heck cares? It was a one hundred dollar gift card to the mall, like my favorite place in the entire world, the mall. Everyone loved the mall, <laughs> like. Everyone, I hope, still loves the mall when they're young because it's the place where you get your parents to drop you off and you get to just feel like an adult for a little bit, okay? Mm -hmm. Use your babysitting money and feel like an adult. Go to the food court, get to just wander around. Yeah, it was like the first time I ever felt like an adult was at the mall. And I felt especially adult with this prize-winning money because I got – what I thought at the time was a credit card. Like, it literally was a gift card. But it because it was over a certain amount of money at each store I went to, I had to sign it. Like, I had to literally autograph, aka just give my signature. So It literally felt like I had a credit card. And this was the first time I was like, wow, this is what it feels like to be an adult I have this credit card, which wasn't obviously a credit card. I remember one of the stores that I went to was Aeropostale, which was one of my favorites. I still remember exactly where in the mall it was. I don't think it's there anymore. It's actually really sad. There's nothing sadder than going back to the mall that you went to as a kid and realizing that like half the stores aren't there anymore or they've moved. It's actually, it's like really sad. It's like heartbreak, okay? Anyway, I remember going to Air Pastel using my gift card, aka my credit card, And having, like, all my friends watch me sign my name, like, I took extra long, took all this care in making sure my signature looked really good on the receipt, and it was just, oh, oh, to be young again, because now I, you know, when I see a receipt, I'm just like, okay, let me scribble something on there. Like, it's not even legible. I'm at the bar, and I'm three tequila shots deep. I barely care about my signature. I'm like, whatever. Let me just make sure I, like, do it, so... Anyway, it's just funny how these things that we really wanted as a kid, like we were like, thank God, I'm finally an adult. I can't wait to get my own credit card and have unlimited money and get to sign my name all pretty on everything. And now it's just the the shine, the luster wears off and you realize that being an adult is so much harder than we ever thought. Like I was just laying in bed last night drifting off and just feeling really overwhelmed, feeling really scared of the future, even as I'm like in the future, like I feel like I am at least from when I was young and was excited about winning this gift card. Like it just feels like I'm doing everything right but nothing right at the same time. Does that ever happen to you where you feel like you're doing everything the way that you've always wanted to do it and you followed the rules? and yet you feel like this shouldn't be be how you're feeling like this this shouldn't be it like this isn't it so what am i doing wrong yeah that's how i feel sometimes
0: today's episode is brought to you by angie
1: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. And it's hard because it, it really ebbs and flows. I think it's also because I'm about to get my period. So I'm definitely very um, emotional right now. And I know that life is just obviously a series of highs and lows, and you're not always going to be on cloud nine. That's obviously just not how life works. And I actually took inventory today of just like the people that I think of when I consider like who are people that I want to be like? Who are people that I don't really know, you know, some that I do, but most that I don't, people that I really look up to, creators on the internet that I aspire to be like, people in my field, people not in my field, people in my family, people not in my family, just people who I'm like they – are doing a great job. And I asked myself, have these people that I really admire that I think are doing a great job, have they struggled in the process of getting to that point? Have they stumbled? Have they had moments of doubt? Have they ever experienced any sort of negative feelings on the road to what I view as success, what they might not even view as success? And I considered it. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, all of those people have definitely struggled to build the life that they have built. People that I really admire have struggled in some way. And that made me feel better for a second because I'm definitely in a struggling phase right now. And I know that I don't always show it And I I don't always feel it, to be honest. Like sometimes, some days I'm like, wait, everything's great again. Like it's really highs and lows. And while that is normal, and I know that, obviously, like I said, like literally two seconds ago, life is not always going to be a rosy, amazing, fun, beautiful, sunshiny time. But I have realized, I've kind of noticed a pattern in my lower days, my sadder days, my just – really dragging along, really hard days, the majority of those those days are a result of me not treating myself well. It's really me, like me to blame, not other people, though I like to blame it on other people. It's literally myself, me, myself, and I being my own worst enemy, literally my own worst enemy. I actually, I was watching Yellowstone last night, which is my favorite show of the moment. I was actually on Gals in the Go podcast today with my girls, Brooke and Danielle. If you guys are listening to this episode on the day it drops, their episode with me went live yesterday. So definitely check it out. We talked about my favorite show, Yellowstone, and I declared that I just simply have to marry a cowboy because their lives, though stressful, are just a a kind of stress that makes more sense to me than the corporate or whatever the heck I'm dealing with stress. But Anyway, so I was watching that show and there was this song that came on. I love the soundtrack. I need to actually find it on Spotify. I'm sure it's on there. But one of the songs that was playing was something along the lines of like, Sometimes I'm My Own Worst Enemy, which I know is probably a line in a lot of songs. But when I heard that, I I honestly paused the show and wrote it in my notes because though it is the most cliche saying that everyone's heard, it really like struck a chord with me because I realized – upon hearing that, that I truly, like the days that I am most upset and most burnt out and most, like just all of the negative feelings that I ever experience. 90% of the time, it's my own doing. It's something that I did. It's a pattern that I repeated that I shouldn't have repeated. It's a, a responsibility I took on that I knew I couldn't handle but tried to do anyway because I'm a people pleaser. Why is it that many of us we treat ourselves so much differently than we treat other people that we care about why are we not on the list of people that we care about why are we so separate why are we why why are we our own worst enemy why are we like i treat the people that i hire like as a freelancer i hire a bunch of people that helped me with various things. I've had success with some of these people. I've had not so much success with some of these people. I've really tried to delegate. I've struggled to delegate. Like I've done it well sometimes. It's been a real trial and error process and it's honestly taught me a lot about myself as a leader and also about just freelance as a whole. Okay, a lot to be learned. But with the people that I take on just to help me with projects here and there, I treat these people super, super well. Like I treat them really well in terms of like with deadlines, I'm understanding. I'm a good manager, I will say. I never graduated to that position at L'Oreal when I was in the corporate space in terms of like having people below me. I never I never actually had someone below me in the corporate space. But actually, did I? There's like interns, but not technically. But in this freelance space, I'm getting better at being a good manager, okay? That's where I'm going with this. I treat the people that work with me, work for me well – Yet, I treat myself terribly when it comes to deadlines. I force myself to do things when I'm exhausted and it's midnight and someone, a client, lets me know that something needs to be fixed or they need something. I'm like, let me drop everything I'm doing right now and do this. And I truly, I don't know why. I think I'm just so eager to get it done because I just want to be on to something that I actually care about. I don't even know why I do it. I'm I'm just literally such a people pleaser and it's so ingrained in my mind that I can't be anything but that. So I do crazy things where I would never advise someone else to do that. I would never tell someone. If I was giving advice to people in the creative space, I would never tell them to burn themselves out just to make their clients happy. I would never, ever advise someone to do that. And yet I make myself do it all the time. Why are we so cruel to ourselves? Why do we not treat ourselves like someone who deserves respect and deserves love, okay? This kind of goes back to last week's episode that I talked about, like, you know, why we need to love ourselves and how it will help us get through when other people can't love us. But, you know, I I don't treat myself with respect, though I treat other people with respect constantly. I take on way more than I can handle constantly. I buy books that are supposed to help me through this, and I don't listen to them. I talk to my friends about it incessantly, and I don't listen to them. And I just listen to myself, aka the worst manager of myself that has ever existed. (laughs) I let myself repeat mistakes that I said that I would never do again, and it only hurts me. I am just like the worst. I'm like a bully to myself. <laughs> do you ever just sit with yourself and you're like, wow, I'm so disappointed in how I my choices? Like so disappointed. It's the worst feeling, but it, it is one that you can fix if you just change how you treat yourself, how you speak to yourself. But no one really tells you how to do that because – you're surrounded, you're living in a city or wherever the heck you are. For me, I'm living in a city where so many people are cruel to themselves. It's almost like the trendy thing to do, which is so bad. It's horrible. Like, I was at Whole Foods. It's like what, 11 p.m. now? I was like getting dinner, okay, at an absurdly late hour, like literally an hour and a half ago or whenever I was there. I don't even remember, but it was like, it was past the normal time to eat dinner. And I saw, I was looking around, I saw so many people like getting hot bar, like getting dinner at also an absurdly late hour. (laughs) And I was like, wow, so we're all doing it. We're all like, I I constantly at L'Oreal when I was working there and we worked extremely late hours and we're bad managers of ourselves and we're worried about pleasing other people and like all these things. It was just this constantly like the burnout. You could feel it as soon as you walk in the door. It's almost like this blanket of heat that you feel when you walk in, the burnout that everyone was experiencing. I left that job and I'm still walking around New York and feeling that. I feel it as people walk by. I feel it when people are looking at their phones when they're walking, clearly stressed about something that's going on at work, when they're not even at work, but they're stressed about it. I feel it. Like literally feel it everywhere I go in this city. I think the only place I don't feel it is in the parks. But it's just, it's constant. And as exciting as this city is, and as much as I love New York, it is one of those things that you that you feel on a daily basis, just even in the people around you. I I looked at my window like five minutes ago. It's pouring rain right now. You might be able to hear it in the background. Sorry in advance if you can, but It's pouring rain, and I expected there to be not a soul on the streets. It's also literally 11.30. But there are people out there walking on the streets on a Tuesday night at 11.30 p.m., not in bed. Truly the city that does not sleep, but a lot of times the reason for the not sleeping is not a good one. It's just this this thing now that we're just all out here not taking care of ourselves, not treating ourselves well. And the issue, I mean, I know for a fact – And I know so many people are going to be thinking this in their heads. Some people have no choice. And that is so true. Some people don't have any choice in the matter. And that is is fact. But some people do have choice. And they still don't take that choice. They still don't use it. And it's just – it's almost like this contest of who can be the most miserable. (laughs) Who can make themselves – who can push themselves the furthest. And – I don't know why we do it because what what is the prize? What is the prize? A $100 gift card <laughs> so we can just sign our signature. And now we have credit cards and credit card debt and all of these things that we have to deal with now that we're adults and we don't get the thrill of getting to sign our signature as much as we used to. But I don't know. Okay, these are just like my raw and real thoughts. I hope I'm making sense, guys. Really do. But okay, one other thing that I wrote down in my note section. My note section is actually currently like this note that I wrote for this episode is three lines, only three lines. <laughs> and it is Aeropostale gift card. <laughs> That's the number one because I wanted to remember the story. And I typed that last night at like 1230. Yep, 1230 something a.m., 1233 a.m. Um, And then Yellowstone underneath that because I wanted to touch on Yellowstone being my favorite show. And then three, Octopus because – I learned something the other day that I will never unlearn. Like it will it will always be in the top of my brain. And when I'm on a date, like the next date I go on, I definitely am going to bring it up and I'm going to hate myself for bringing it up. Like one martini, I will bring this up and it is not something you bring up on a date, okay? But I learned yesterday that octopi, so plural of octopus, when I don't know how, don't even ask me how I figured this out. It was just like one of those things. I read a lot of things during a day. I read a lot of random Reddit stuff and like a lot of random articles that I signed up for in my email. But I read that octopi, when under stress, literally eat themselves.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. Member FDIC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder.
1: So octopus. Octop- I, I have a hard time saying octopi. It doesn't sound right. Octopi, so these creatures who've literally been around on this planet themselves or their ancestors, these creatures, have just been flitting around underwater for literally millions of years, but they can sometimes suffer from self-cannibalism. And this is basically described as in octopi eating their own arms. And it's caused by a bunch of things, but one of which being stress, And it's believed, so I actually got this from an article. This is supposedly fact. It is believed, I have have never actually witnessed an octopus eating itself, but it's believed that it's caused by a virus or bacteria, which can somehow take hold of a stressed out octopus. And the biting of themselves, like eating themselves, is due to the irritation of the, you know, of the disease or whatever's happening to it. And the biting actually helps the affected area. It helps it make it feel better somehow by biting it. And so they essentially eat themselves in trying to alleviate their own stress. And they can just lose an arm. And apparently in healthy octopus, octopi, sorry, they can actually regrow the arm but a lot of times the infection takes hold and they cannot recover. So it's kind of similar to if you've seen a dog that is constantly licking its paws and it like starts bleeding. And this could be because of an infection as well. But even after the infection is gone, a dog will like keep the habit because it's just been so ingrained in its mind, like kind of hurting itself on purpose, making it almost kind of return. But it's really just responding to this situation and trying to heal itself over and over again. So, okay, where the heck am I going with this? Why am I talking about octopi eating themselves? Well, the part of this thought or this just fact that I read that really stuck out to me was the fact that an octopus will eat its own tentacle off because it truly thinks, it's not out of self-hatred that they are literally eating themselves. It is because they're trying to heal themselves and that is like they are doing it to help themselves. They're hurting themselves to help themselves. And this, okay, don't ask me how I got to this point, but thinking about this was kind of, it was just similar, kind of like drew a parallel in my mind to how a lot of us overwork ourselves. We hurt ourselves in overworking ourselves because we think it will help us. We think that overworking will produce enough money or will get us enough friends and will win us a spouse. And in the end, we will be so much happier because we went through a little bit of turmoil. We ate our arm off and it grew back. But what if it doesn't grow back, okay? Because like I just said, if the infection just has spread too far or something, you know, if it's in captivity or whatever the heck happens to this octopus, There is a chance that it will never regrow this arm and it will die and just float around on the bottom of the seafloor. If you guys ever saw My Octopus Teacher, literally the saddest documentary ever. Sorry for the spoiler. Very good documentary, still worth a watch. But like, there's a chance that what the octopus is doing to help itself could be the reason for its death. You know, and I don't want to get morbid here, like, just – but, you know, it could be the reason for the downfall of us focusing so much on trying to help ourselves but literally hurting ourselves in the process, okay? Like, eating our arm off in hopes that it will help, you know, resolve any issues we've had, any infection in terms of, like, things that we've – Overcome or just things that we want to leave in the past and never want to return to that feeling ever again. Like, we a lot of us have past traumas. A lot of us have things we don't want to be. We have parents that maybe we don't want to become, or just issues we've experienced in our childhood that we never want to go back to. And we are so, so busy running from that and hoping that we'll never be like that, that we try to heal this past trauma by just literally hurting ourselves. By overworking ourselves. Like there's just so many ways of this this octopus metaphor. Oh my God, I just it really just clicked in my head. And I know there are people out there probably laughing at me because what a metaphor. But the fact that literally so many animals, including humans, will often hurt themselves to help themselves. I mean, it's the same way that if someone has an infection, like a human being has an infection in a limb, sometimes they will amputate. It's like you know, pain does help in some ways. Like there is a little pain exerted to get a better result and have someone live versus infection spreading, things like that. But it's just so interesting, like not to think about, you know, the more disgusting, like I just really, I'm, you know, squeamish. But it is a tough realization when you become an adult and you really sit here in your adultness and you realize that. So many lovely, lovely things that you have came from difficulty. And I know that there are obviously varying degrees of difficulty. And I have been very blessed in my life to the point where a lot of things were not nearly as difficult as they could have been for someone else in a different situation. I wanted to say that. But despite the degree a lot of amazing, amazing things that all of us out here have gotten have come from difficult things and hard work. And that is why it's so hard to wrap our minds around overworking and to realize, to find that line of like, when enough is enough. Like, when when is it okay to be like, I can't do anymore? And this has been really hard for me. Like this has probably been the biggest lesson I've had to learn in my 20s so far. And I I still haven't quite wrapped my head around it. I still haven't quite gotten to the point where I know because I still every single day am the worst manager to myself. Like it's been like one of those things where I know I shouldn't do something and I still do it. And it's not even like it's like the worst decision. Like, going home with a guy and like hooking up with him when I know sh- I shouldn't. It's like literally doing a work project, like taking on a new client that I know I don't have time for. It's something that would help me. Like it would give me another connection. It would give me more money. It would, but it literally hurts me because then, you know, every time you say yes to something, okay, like listen to this guys, if you listen to nothing else, every time you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. Every time you say yes to a new project at work or to something that, is outside of your scope that you shouldn't say yes to or like literally you say yes to anything. You say yes to a date, you say yes to drinks. Like literally whatever you say yes to means you're saying no to something else. If you say yes to going on a date with some guy at 7 p.m., that means you're saying no to you sitting on the couch watching Yellowstone or whatever the heck you're watching at 7 p.m. It's like it is such a give and take and like you make investments with your time and it's all about figuring out what – is worth saying yes to and what's worth saying no to. And considering your literal mental, physical, emotional health, all of those things, consider those maybe a bit higher than the other priorities. Okay? And I—that that is hard for me to do. It's hard for me to consider how I'm feeling and if I can even undertake the strain of this thing that I'm attempting to take on. Because I I just like – I'm afraid of failing so much that I would rather treat myself horribly and get no sleep and be a total zombie and a horrible friend. And like literally all the things that I've, I'm becoming because I'm so overworked, I would – I suppose I would rather be that than be a failure. And that – it's scaring me to make that realization that that is how I feel because yeah, it is sad when you realize like, wow, I am failing at being – being kind to myself. It's very, it's very sad. It's very sobering. But it is in these realizations. And I swear every week I'm getting closer, okay? If we just like go through every episode of this podcast, every week I'm getting closer to cracking the code and figuring out how I can fit, like how I can get to the bottom of this, how I can treat myself better. And I'm glad you guys are along for the ride. And I'm thankful that you've listened this far because I don't even know what this episode has been me talking about octopi eating themselves and me winning a gift card. Like, what have I even talked about? Has this been relevant? I don't know. Someday, some very confused child of mine or great grandchild of mine or whoever the heck will be finding these episodes and thinking to herself or himself, wow, Katie, my mom, my grandma, my great grandmother, whoever I am to them, she was absolutely bonkers. She (laughs) was hopefully A creative genius, but also a total scatterbrain. That is what they're going to think of me. (laughs) Hopefully someone that has accomplished amazing things and like this is just how she did it. This is her – the method to her madness. But like for the most part, people are going to probably listen back to these episodes and be like, wow, she was – She was on something. (laughs) No, the truth is I'm just really tired and I could use some sleep, which is what I'm going to do right about now, but feeling really accomplished because I just got all of these thoughts out in the open. And honestly, yes, this is work, but this was also like, this is the time I needed to really just get out how I'm feeling. And so thank you for being along on the ride with me. As I figure out my 20s, that is really what this podcast is me every week, just getting closer and closer through cool people in history, psychology, octopi, and more. So thank you guys for listening. And I will talk to you guys all next Thursday. Bye.